0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good evening, and welcome to not only the home of the world's slowest Wi-Fi in the world, but the blog talk station that seems to have technical difficulties sporadically. You are now tuned into The Ruckus. I am your host, Giandra LaBeouf. Joining me in the co-host position, of course, is Ryan Bivens, Mr. Sweetboxing. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Surprisingly, when I went through and made the show list, we have a lot of we can talk about. We'll talk a little Canelo Kirkland on May 2nd. We will talk some Mayweather Pacquiao, of course. What's a week without Mayweather Pacquiao? We'll talk some Jermaine Taylor, maybe Danny Garcia-Lamont Peterson. Let's talk Heyman's continued gentrification plan of boxing. Randy Caviero, title defense is canceled due to an injury. Cotto Bradley possibly on pay-per-view on June 13th. And what's Amir Khan doing? Everybody's making plans, but nobody's making them with Amir Khan. So, you know, we'll
0: talk about that. Because Amir Khan wants to fight everybody in the world except Cotto
1: Right. Why didn't he even cut? Well, what got? Well, we'll get into that. But as you heard, I am joined by Ryan Bivens. What's going on, Ryan Bivens?
0: Uh, you know, I'm chilling. You know, putting us to work in the gym today.
1: What you been doing in the gym today? Fighting the kids. Yeah, I
0: love throwing punches at me. One of them actually cut me, but uh, it wasn't with a punch. It was with his teeth. I uh, what? I ducked. I ducked the punch. He fell in. And, uh, you know, his braces cut me up when I my head came back up. So, like, the top of my head is, like, you know, scratched up right now. But I'm all right.
1: Oh, Brace Face jacked you up. Oh, well. You know, you live and learn. Next time you get him a a good uppercut, he'll learn. He'll learn. And better mouth gear, too. Gotta get Brace Face better mouth gear.
0: Yeah, he's, he's definitely wearing a mouthpiece next time for my safety. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's the first time I've ever thought of a mouthpiece being for the the guy, the other guys.
1: <laughs> I don't you know. I've never seen a kid, you know, boxing. I mean, not to say there aren't any out there, but I've never seen a kid with braces like in a boxing gym. But, hey, first time for everything. But tell that kid he do that one more time. You know, you're going to tie him up with some dental floss by his braces in the corner next to the speed bag. Damn mouth in. But anyhow... A pleasure to be with you, as always. we got a lot to talk about. We'll be talking about, you know, the fights in the past weekend. I saw most of Friday night fights, but it was a crazy, crazy, busy weekend for me, so I didn't get a chance to check out the fights on BN Sports and um fight. I think there was a fight on Unimas, so I didn't get a chance to check, though. It was the return of Pops. Yeah, you ain't <laughs> I You ain't
0: missed well, much.
1: I've been hearing yeah. that. I, mi- I mentioned it to someone else, oh, and they that, that was the exact same response.
0: It was one fight. worth of for the whole weekend and it was on Azteca America. So uh, nobody has Azteca America, or even if they do, they, they don't even know what channel it is. Nobody watches that show. it's <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, that's, that, that was the weekend. It was a lot of mediocre to awful boxing, and, and then there was one good fight that nobody saw.
1: Okay, well, Shoot, well, then, why don't we, you know, since let's get that out of the way quick, and then we'll go into more topics that people are actually interested in. Let's do the recap real quick of uh, Friday Night Fights. Go for it, oh, Ryan and Let's start with that.
0: Sergio, Sergio Mora. Sergio huh? Mora put us all to sleep. Um, Aww. He outclassed the guy, but, I mean, he just wasn't, he was, he was Sergio Mora. You know, he wouldn't let his hands go, and he was just like, you know, doing stupid things in the ring and A.B. Han was able to uh, out-hustle him. And honestly, I, I thought uh, Sergio could have lost the fight. Mm. I, wasn't, I wasn't scoring mm. precisely, but I thought that it was about even on rounds, and, uh, you know, mm. there was a knockdown that Han had that, that should have tipped it to him. But he got the decision, the crowd moved. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> of course, um, Teddy Atlas had, it, uh, like, 117 uh, the 111 or some shit. He had a really wide for Sergio, and it's that's just a shame because Teddy constantly berates boxing judging, you know, for being biased mm-hmm. and corrupt. And his scorecard was as biased or corrupt as, as any that uh, he's criticized.
1: Well, you know, Teddy also has short memories. You know, he'll say one thing is corrupt, and then when it's someone he's partial to, then, hey, you know, he's just trying to make the best out of, out of what he's got. You know, he'll give you some kind of flippant response with that. So, I mean, I love Teddy to, as much as the next person, Who consider depending on who the next person is. But, you know, that's Teddy Atlas. He's just there for the brand. You know, as long as Teddy gets a brand maybe. in, he's good.
0: Maybe. Uh, some so, people think that Al Heyman might have bought Teddy.
1: He could have. He could have. <laughs> the Al Heyman, you you never know. You never know. Al Heyman's reach is mighty, so you never know what you might get. So uh, continuing on with the yeah, card.
0: Yeah, but Sergio Amor was so bad on that card. Had Jermaine Taylor, you know, not been uh, arrested, you know, him and all two of his brain cells would easily be Sergio Amor <laughs> in that fight. It, it, <laughs> hands down. Hands down. Like, I, I have no, no questions in my mind that Jermaine Taylor, you know, despite not being you know uh functionally uh capable, so to speak he he just would have won to fight <laughs> because I, I he wouldn't need to think to win but really that's i think Sergio's good at thinking, I think but he just he makes things too complicated for himself and he just kind of does things that don't make sense. Let, let the, the- he he won the fight. He won the fight and uh, he will move on to probably get the first crack at the title after uh mm-hmm. Hassan M. Dom wins it. He's gotta fight well who he, who he, he, who is he's supposed to fight. First he was supposed to fight Felix Stern. Felix Stern passed on the fight. 'Cause you know, he's uh he's got that big fight with Arthur Abraham set up once Abraham gets gets by uh Paul Smith again. And, you know, that's just, that's just, you know, too lucrative financially. I mean, he's already been, you know, four-time middleweight champion. That's like, that's probably more than anyone. But he might have the record for mm-hmm. that. So, there's really no, no point for him to either go back to middleweight and, and fight a guy that he honestly wouldn't be it Wouldn't be worth a lot of money. So, you know, go get, go for that super middleweight title and uh, that big paycheck and get Arthur Abraham. That's the way to go. So, next up, after... After Sturm is uh, Billy Joe Saunders, I mean, he just took that step aside money, you know, to get that uh, uh, the, the Peter Quillin and uh, Andy Lee winner. So right. um, I mean, he could he could still take the fight, but he will lose his place in the WBO line. And you got to figure that you know the winner of Andy Lee and Peter Quillin is going to be a much bigger fi- fight financially for him than the fight Hassan and so mm-hmm. I think he passes, too. So once he passes, then you got David Lemieux. So now we now we can see if Oscar De La Hoya is, is for real, you know, with uh, all his, uh, oh, I want to make the best fights possible, and I, I couldn't make those Mahaman fighters. Well, now you got your own fighter. You can do what you want with him. Are you going to put him there with his island down for the title, or aren't you? I'm thinking he won't do it. And, you know, it might, might, not, might not necessarily be because of him. Honestly, because I think Lemieux is the type of fighter that people have, you know, learned has his limitations and they want to match him carefully, you know, until they get that, you know, nice check. And uh-huh. I don't think it's not the not, not, not nice check. No, he he's, he's a problem. So, I'm thinking he might pass too. So, if he passes, definitely got Sam Solomon. And uh, uh, Sam Solomon will take this fight because he's, he's that kind of guy. Right. If you're
1: just tuning in to the show, the call-in number, if you would like to speak with us, it's 718-508-9852. Question of the night, since we are talking about the middleweight division. David Lemieux, clearly someone that Oscar De La Hoya would like to move along through the ranks and possibly be one of the forefront fighters of Golden Boy Promotions. Is Oscar De La Hoya willing to put David Lemieux in these tough fights, or how much of his own careful matchmaking will he do You know, he's been very outspoken in saying that he wants to make the toughest fight for his fighters. But now it's time for him to put his money where his mouth is. You know, he's got a guy who's not a Heyman fighter. What's he willing to do with him? You know, tweet your responses to either myself at Jed Hank or at Ryan Bivens or at Sweet Boxing or at The Bad Culture. You know, just tweet us and let us know your thoughts on that. So moving on, let us uh quickly just move through since Blog Talk Radio was responsible for us losing about ten minutes of airtime tonight. Uh, Eric de, Lubin Ericson Lubin defeated Michael Finney by unanimous decision. You know, quick breakdown of that one.
0: Oh, um, that wasn't really much to talk about. Uh, his opponent could fight, but he took the fight on one day's notice, and you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't in shape, so he he could only really you know really try so hard because it's not like he wanted to get knocked out or anything. So he did what a guy that takes a fight on on one day notice is supposed to do. So it looks like a sparring session.
1: Lucky guy. You get a broadcast fight on a day's notice. That's pretty cool. Probably more money than he was expecting in any of his next couple fights. So, oh, well, sometimes you're the professional opponent. And in this case, it was Michael Finney. And uh, real quick, Ahmed El-Biali defeats Dustin Eckhart. Once again, El-Biali knocking people completely out, you know, the guy was so out of it, he was outside the ring. Dude, what the hell? Ahmed El-Diali, I can't wait for him to see a real formidable test because that's a bad dude. And I want to know if that great will stand up. I, I, I'm going to ask that you not laugh at Dustin Eckhart like that, Ryan
0: Bivin. No, this, this is the funniest part about that fight. When, when the fight resumed, like after he got back in the ring, you know, the action regime, whatever. You know, L, the alley or whatever. He um he jumps on the guy. He's beating the crap out of him in the corner. Then the ref steps in. it's like, okay, the fight's over. No, the fight's yeah. over. You know, <laughs> he, he just like, you know, says, you know, are you okay or something? It's like, what? what? You, you don't ask a guy if he's okay. You he, just, you have to stop the fight or you don't. Anyway, the fight right. resumes. And so, you know, he, he starts getting his ass off again. And you can literally hear. Here, there's a poet I forget his name already, but he—he like he, he, he talks. He talks to uh, El Diablo. It was like he was like, like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> poor Dustin. Poor Dustin. You know, I, I hate Ryan Bivens right now. I hate him. You can't laugh at a man like that. So as you can hear here tonight, Ryan Bivens doesn't think too much of Dustin uh, Eckhart's questioning in the ring nor his standing outside of the ring, facing outward. Uh, poor guy. El Dialli just, just made some quick work of him, and it, it scrambled a few little brain cells. But, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping if, while we let Ryan catch his breath, we will look forward to seeing Ahmed El into the in the ring again at least i know i am i like a good knockout so i'm looking forward to seeing him again and i hope he's the truth and not just you know the creation of careful matchmaking so we'll see what happens once again this is the ruckus podcast brought to you by the bad culture radio network tonight's broadcast is sponsored by our friends at play L A. P L E I p l e i hyphen la P-L-E-I-L-A. if you're in the los angeles area and you're looking for something fun to get into On a Friday, check out Play LA. Check them out on Facebook. You know, it's a good group, and shout out to them for sponsoring tonight's show. Let us uh, shift gears from fight recap so Ryan can breathe, and let's talk a little bit about uh, Canelo versus Kirkland. So reportedly, Canelo versus Kirkland is set to take place May 2nd, San Antonio. Fight is definitely on on May 2nd. Now, what does this do to the whole landscape of the May second date? As we are still on Mayweather-Pacquiao watch, you know we're hunkering down, waiting for the eye of the storm to see what happens with that. You know, if it was any does other, move it. any other, do will uh, move
0: it to May ninth. I mean, I know this. The, the report says May second, but Oscar is on record saying, "Oh, you know, if if that fight does happen, he's just you know he's doubting." But if it does happen, they're going to move it to May ninth, and the move it the May ninth, uh, and that's honestly the date that they want it, you know, to begin with, because they get those extra eyeballs that are tuning into HBO to see that that replay of the Mayweather back out fight,
1: because
0: it's going to cost like hundred dollars, so people can't afford that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so so when it comes okay, on to HBO, you know, the next week, people go to watch, and uh, that's the best time to have Canelo fight.
1: So now, then, if we get this fight, what if it does go on on May second? You know, we have
0: got. You know, I
1: hate. I say I, I hate putting credence in people's social media. You know, Pacquiao posted a picture on Instagram today with, I think he was with his baby or something like that, and saying, you know, he's getting ready to head off to camp. So does that mean we get in a fight?
0: But then it's you have the boy
1: posting videos on, on shots, and I I just refused to download the app when I could just sit on Twitter and watch people retweet everything for me, I'm not going to download no damn shots app to keep up with boxing news. I'll just wait for it to get retweeted. But I don't know, Ryan. At this point, we're getting close. It's already February 10th, which leaves us roughly about two months and some change out to get ready for what possibly could be the biggest fight ever of all time. How close do you think this fight is being done? Do you think the announcement is coming this week?
0: Yeah, week? I think it'll happen by um, uh, the next week or at the latest the, the week after that. If if, if we let's say if, if we get out of February and it still isn't announced, then you know, that's it. That's history. The fight's history. Well, at least it's history for for you know May. It could still happen mm-hmm. in September. But, um, yeah, so we should know we should know before the end of February for sure if it's going to happen in May.
1: If we get a super fight in May, is Ryan Bivens going to travel to Las Vegas for the super fight? That's what we really want.
0: <laughs> no, I would not go to Las Vegas. Because, you know, and it's not that I, I you know I, I wouldn't think that those, you know, guys are worthy of traveling to Vegas. Well, they are. It's just everybody does. So it would be, you know, it would be impossible to do anything because there would be, you know, uh, hundreds of other people, you know, doing everything that you're trying to do. And uh, I, I'm, 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 you know, borderline important. So uh, <laughs> it's not like I'm going to have a, a good seat, you know, with the press or, you know, be able to you know, get, get first dibs on anything.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think everyone has a... Take it in. You got to take in the Vegas Floyd weekend experience at least once before he retires. It's, it's crazy. It's like a ghetto ass family reunion
0: when you go to Vegas oh, no. on be a Floyd, 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 Floyd fight weekend. Um, because he he gonna be fighting uh, in Philly. Matter of fact, he's gonna be about fifty years old, getting his ass whooped uh-huh. by, by by some local upstart. You <sighs> know, lost all his money. Somebody else stole it from him. And I'm um, be there ringside interviewing him after the fight.
1: Ryan, really?
0: What? He comes you know, He comes to Philly one day. It's, it's, it's gonna happen. Philly,
1: the mecca of boxing.
0: Oh. Uh, he's coming home.
1: <laughs>
0: after all, all, after all the millions of dollars are gone, he'll be here.
1: Everyone comes back. All roads go through Philly for boxing,
0: huh? Uh, you know, but I wish for the best. I hope he doesn't end up boring. It's just, you know, likely. (laughs)
1: How how generous of you. How generous. (laughs) Well, that's honestly, sorry, listeners, that's about all the patients that I have for Floyd Pacquiao. You know, we've been reduced to sitting, watching their social medias for any indicator of what's happening. So that's about all the patients I got for for Floyd and uh, Manny. There we go. Let's cross that one off the list. Floyd Manny Pacquiao. Okay, so let's go back to Canelo Kirkland. James Kirkland for this fight against Canelo Alvarez, whether it's on the second or the ninth, according to which site did I see that on? I think it was FightSaga.com is reporting that he won't be training with Ann Wolfe for this fight. Right. He will be training with Gerald Tucker. What do you yeah. know about Gerald?
0: Nothing, and I was I was meaning to look him up, but. I lost interest. Because at the <laughs> end of the day, if, if, <laughs> if James ain't working with um, Ann Wolf and you don't know the name of the trainer he's working with, it means only one thing. He's going to get knocked out. Molly Watt.
1: I don't know. Who is and the last person who even lying. knocked out?
0: Yeah, Canola, he'll be knocked out. She'd have knocked him out and then she'd have punch, Yeah.
1: True. True. I don't know. That's Maybe maybe they gave Ann Wilson step-aside money.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, it's possible.
1: Because you know I, Ann
0: no, don't I, play. I, so. I, I, I doubt it was her. It was probably James. They probably just paid James more. But look, man, you going to give you nice payday. You don't want to have to share it with nobody, do you? <laughs> oh, that's, that's terrible.
1: I mean, I don't think that's far-fetched, but it's terrible. Okay, well, enough of that. We will see what happens with that. That's disappointing as well. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's all these stories are kind of interwoven because of the whole Floyd watch. You know, we can't really make heads or tails of anything happening in that area until we get this result. Here's something we can't talk about, though. According to the folks over at fighthype.com, they are reporting that Stephen or, er, Before I get the story all screwed up, it is on com. They're reporting that Cotto Bradley on pay-per-view for June 13th is a Plan B if there's no Mayweather versus Pacquiao fight. So my question How is does this go one, to plan
0: oh,
1: B. right? Exactly. What weight are they going to fight at? Number one, Cotto was always kind of small for a 160 anyway. Bradley fights at 147. Bradley's going to go up to 160.
0: Uh, it probably won't to on like it'll one fifty
1: five.
0: It probably won't be I swear.
1: What do you think and of this? We, we had Bradley on fight. the show. He
0: said, "Yeah, yeah I go up the middleweight." <laughs> Bradley, Bradley don't up give to middle me he get
1: middleweight. He goes up to light heavyweight when he's not fighting. But that only yeah, mean he's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Bradley
0: blows up. That 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 dude likes to eat.
1: He eats good. I'm sure his wife can cook her ass off because he blows up quite nicely when he is not in camp for a fight. But like I said, just because he can get to 155 doesn't mean he should be at 155, like our friend right. Adrian Broner. So stylistically, I mean, just looking at the merits of these kind of fights, you're a real fan of mythical matchups, and at, at this point it is a mythical matchup. How does a fight between Bradley and Cotto go at 155, 156, 153? You know, how does that play out?
0: Um, you know, technical advantage to Cotto, but you know Cotto is uh, slower, um, and uh, yeah, I question how how much he truly has left to be in a in a tough fight. I know he can still punch. Bradley is very durable, and he's he's not easy to hit. Um, I mean he is easy to hit sometimes if he's doing something stupid, but if he's you know. If he's wary of you, like you know he like you know really respects what you're able to do to him, he can be difficult to hit simply because of his athleticism not not because of the fundamentals so i think it's uh I think it's a distance fight and uh close decision I think I could win it he right. it's hard i i I would favor Cotto if he's like you know still near the top of his game, but I really question if he is or not, because for quite a few fights now, um, I can't say that the opponent has offered a significant amount of resistance. You know, like his last mm-hmm. his last for, for real opponent was Austin Trout, and he got dazzled. Yeah,
1: Austin Trout's is quite a bit bigger than him, though. <laughs> We're talking about Tim Bradley. Austin Trout is a true yeah. one, truly that size. You know, and then we look at all of the varieties of injuries that we've seen Tim Bradley have, you know. His ankles is not good.
0: All right, yeah, he's not 100% done. You know, he's he's in trouble.
1: You know, Koto performs well with people who have deficient lower bodies. So, you know, one one hook to the body and and, and it's good night. So, I don't know. All these stories are just so just... Conjecture, just hypothesis at this point.
0: But my question is, why is that a backup plan? That does not involve Pacquiao. Like, what fight are they getting for Pacquiao? That's the backup plan.
1: I think they're putting. They're putting. Well, they're saying that this is this is a plan B if Mayweather-Pacquiao happens in May. So then, if if Mayweather-Pacquiao doesn't, if it happens, yeah, this is if it happens in May. Then they okay, will do this Koto Bradley in June. So then, like, but still, you're correct. What is the backup plan for Pacquiao? If he doesn't do, if we don't get Mayweather Pacquiao, do we get Pacquiao Khan? Khan's not mentioned in the mix. Do we get, uh, you know, and then who does Floyd get? If Floyd doesn't get Manny Pacquiao, who does Floyd fight? Give me your I top think Floyd three.
0: Floyd Khan is more likely than because of the Alhamid connection because, you know, mm-hmm. Khan says he's a free agent. He, like, he says, he, you know, that, to me, tells me he's not working. with Golden going to more. You know, he, he's, mm-hmm. he's going on TV and telling people he's a free agent. So that would make Mayweather Khan the most likely backup plan for Mayweather. And mm-hmm. uh, that pretty much leaves Pac out with uh, Jesse Vargas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hope I, they fight that, in the town. good. <laughs> No, Eric wants him to fight in Vegas next, so. And, you know, uh, Jesse Vargas is the the Vegas kid. Never lost in Vegas.
1: (laughs) Never lost, even when he should have.
0: Never lost in Vegas. Yo, yo, Jesse Vargas roused Pacquiao behind in Vegas. Is it really an upset? Is it really an upset? That's that's my question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question of the night, too. If Jesse Vargas defeats Manny Pacquiao in Las Vegas, Is it really an upset or is it just Jesse Vargas fighting in Vegas? Call us now, 718-508-9852. Tell us now what your thoughts are or tweet them to us. You know, I'm so bored. Well, I'm not going to say bored. I'm a little disenchanted with the movement that's happening right now because it's really on to keep me super-duper engaged. You know, there's always fights going on. I'm glad to see fights, but... Just movement, period. There's fights every day, practically, in any place in the world. But I'm having a little difficulty, I must admit, staying enthusiastic and focused over the last couple weeks, probably because we're just all waiting with anticipation to see what's going to happen in May, especially those of us who like to travel to fights to cover them personally. You know, some of us have to pay for expenses and things like that. You know, we don't have... Big employers where we just submit an invoice to, or, or uh, uh, what do you call that? A reimbursement request for fights. We need to know what's going on, and because of that, my attitude is a little bit sour on what's happening with boxing right now. Just give us the damn fights already, so we can start planning. You know, we're still far out from seeing what this premier boxing champion. This is going to turn out to be, and we're going to talk about that in a second. We'll talk about Danny Garcia, Matt Peterson, which is also just a mockery. But there's nothing going on. <laughs> Triple G's fighting Monte Carlo. That's a showcase fight. Love Triple G. You know, love him like a brother. That's a. That's a. It's an exhibition. He's going to have little difficulty winning that fight. And aside from that, you know, we've got Boxino starting. You know, there's potentially good matches to be seen, but there's no hype really ahead of it. Well, what's, what's, a, what's a boxing fan to do, Ryan? What are we to do? Remove yourself out of the shoes of Ryan Bivens, who watches everything that even resembles boxing, into to the, <laughs> the seat of somebody, you know, more, not a casual fan, but someone like me. You know, what's a person to do?
0: Um... I guess you Just got to deal with it or Move on I mean, you, you could you know, <laughs> quit being a boxing fan Because this, this is the I'm way it's going to be I'm that? sorry Like we can The only protest boxing fans really can do Is to choose not to watch something And if that mm-hmm. happens uh, You know in mass Then that forces you know the people That have power to Put on the fights that we actually want to see But as long as we keep watching their bullshit, and unfortunately I do. um, Uh, Me too. They'll just keep doing what they do.
1: Speaking of bullshit, good segue. Let's talk about Danny Garcia versus Lamont (laughs) Peterson. Good, good segue. So Danny Garcia and Lamont Peterson are the kickoff fight for Premier Boxing Champions, which is Al Heyman's new venture with multiple networks, with NBC, with Spike. I heard he's getting some ESPN dates for it as well. Now, when this fight was announced, yes, indeed, great fight, sounds great on paper, fight we want to see, absolutely. Now segue a little forward. This is a non-title fight. They'll be fighting at a catch weight of 142 pounds. Ryan, really, why isn't this a title fight?
0: Look, not not only is it a non-title fight, but the WBC is still collecting sanctioning fees. Yes. And it, it <laughs> so this is just all kinds of corrupt right here. But uh, this is why the WBC is collecting sanctioning fees because they are allowing Danny Garcia to remain world champion. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, he's paying. He's paying to keep the title, even though he's not defending it. Which is just all all kinds of you know fucked up because <laughs> you I'm know th- he it. could he could actually you know potentially lose some of these fights and he would still be champion because he paid the sanctioning body to let him have a non-title fight and uh, oh. hey uh, it, it's just the way it's going to be and uh, they they do say that he would have to fight Postal next. But mm-hmm. I think they they said that you know after the last fight though they said well you know okay we'll let this soccer thing happen but then you got to fight Paulsco and now they're, they're delaying it again so you know you never really could take people's word for it it's all about the dollar you know if if Danny comes back to him again and says hey look, I'm, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you this nice uh, six figure check and uh, make this another non title fight happen for me I'm sure they will make it not happen for him. <sighs>
1: I don't even know what to say about that. I don't even know what to say about it. It's ridiculous. What? what I mean, I know that's your Philly people, and I know you're not going to say anything too, too outrageous because you still got to make moves in Philly. So I'm not going to play you like that and try to ask you something with the intention of having you turn up. But
0: Man, this, this, I'm this, going this, to this say, dude has no idea who I am. He's, he's putting up pictures on, on Twitter of me in the background. He still don't know who the hell that dude is. <laughs> <laughs> he don't know me. I mean, I've seen him all the time, but he don't know me. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Maybe you got to come in with, like, a chain on instead of Hot 16, and he'll recognize you. But I think it's this is just, it's just asinine. Are you kill? Are, are you serious? Who is it? Who in the division? Why isn't Lamont Peterson outraged by this? You finally <laughs> get a chance at. Uh, why are you? I would be in the background.
0: Well, he's I've already a world champion. Him. I think he gets to keep his he gets to keep his IBF title too. So he's yeah, already basically. literally been world champion, lost the fight while he was world champion, kept the title, and now he's in the same position to do it again. But it's all
1: about the green belt. It's all about the green belt. Everybody knows it's all about the green belt. And Lamont I mean, Peterson is, is not – I don't
0: think everybody cares. You know, world is world champion. You
1: know. He gets to keep his belt again. Danny gets to keep his belt. We don't even know Danny wants to fight at 147. He looked like he was – I mean, at 140. He looked like he was struggling to make 140. Why are they need yeah. to fight at 143? You're the 140 champion. Then just vacate the belt. If you don't want to fight at one forty, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I think
0: they're just they're just trying to keep all their options open, you know. Because I think what when I he finally them- does, like when he finally does go to one forty-seven, like that that rules out one forty like forever. So like if any if any lucrative fight shows at one forty after he's already going to one forty-seven, he's not going to go back down. But like where he's staying right now, if something interesting pops up, he can still he'll still make the weight.
1: So what is a lucrative fight remaining for Danny Garcia at
0: 140? Um, Broner. Um, uh, let's see. Maybe Pacquiao. You know, if, if they're willing to make the to Pacquiao. You know, you've you got to figure if once Mable knocks off Pacquiao, then um, his stock will drop to a point where he's forced to fight a guy like Danny Garcia. And you know, you know, Impact. I probably would want to go back down wait about to weight after he loses the weight belt.
1: Meh. Nothing. I'm see. I was I was excited for this Premier Boxing champion when I heard the matchups. I was like, I. It was my thought that this would be something very exciting, but it's already starting off on a bad foot. Well, this particular fight, not the whole thing. But the other matchups sound great. They sound good. The ones that don't invite someone. Now, if you have a champion and it's time yeah, for well, you to well, make look, a defense look, make of it, your title, what the, the, the
0: hell? The, the, the newly created TBC title at 142 pounds.
1: I can't stand you. Why don't they just give him the <laughs> – <laughs> we're just making up belts. We
0: don't just start our <laughs> – our- well, They might not yeah. have their own belts. If, 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 if it's all in-house fights, they don't, they don't have the in-house belts.
1: Well, then shit, then get Paulie Malignaggi to come down and they could fight for that Brooklyn belt, son.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he, he needed to give uh, Pablo Cano his rematch because Cano did win over the weekend. That was on Fox Deportes. Uh He, he mm-hmm. stopped uh, Jorge Silva in uh, one round. You know, that's the guy that had to draw with Common Guy, and Common Guy is the guy that, that just gave, you know, Robert Guerrero hell in his last fight. So, so yeah, uh, kind of... Kind of um, Deserves his rematch, I think. And, you know, Paulie hasn't been looking good lately. So it's not like he, he really has, you know, better options out there. Unless somebody just, you know, Cesar wants Kana. to be stepping stone. Walter
1: White, Brooklyn, Walter Waite, Brooklyn belt, Walter Waite champion, Pablo Cesar Cano. <laughs> they should put that in box wreck. That would be pretty fun. But, so, yeah. Will Danny Garcia you know everyone's favorite person to slander in social media. I am so sick of that damn cherry emoji. Seeing that on on social media when it comes to uh, Danny Garcia, leave Danny alone. Danny gonna do Danny. I don't like it, but Danny gonna do Danny. So you know whatever. You have the choice of not watching. So there it is. I I really that really disappoints me because. I was really feeling like, man, after that Matisse fight, I was feeling like Danny was the damn truth. And then we go into Mauricio Herrera and the Rod Salka era, and now the, the non title fight Lamont Peterson era. And who is this Danny Garcia? Bring back this Matisse and Pr- Amir Khan and those opponents. Bring that. I want that Danny Garcia to come back. You know? So I'm, I'm just highly disappointed because I was really high on Danny Garcia until the Mauricio Herrera. And you know what? Actually, that didn't even really put any distaste in my mouth, the outcome of that fight. It was a shitty decision. You know, it was some good home cooking, but it is what it is. Every fighter at some point has got some home cooking for at to their benefit. But
0: yeah, the everybody except fight, that's Mike Tyson. What, Mike Tyson, the one dude I, I know who never robbed anybody his whole career.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. So one one example out of the whole story career. So I wasn't even, I mean, the fight was what it was, but, you know, it was billed as a whole homecoming for Danny Garcia, who doesn't speak Spanish, in Puerto Rico. But now we are, we go into the Rod Salca and then now we get into the Lamont Peterson, and then next, the Victor Postal, and then we're going to see what happens with that. There's going to probably be some now. Who, who's Victor Postal's manager? Who's his manager- Who, who manages him? Um, Al I, him? I don't know. So I'm
0: probably some so, Ukrainian person.
1: Wow. You know, while as we look at this, something funny that just popped up on Twitter. I'll retweet it. Vegas clubs, nightclubs, are already in anticipation of Mayweather-Pacquiao being made. Do they know what we don't know? Club Privé in in Las Vegas already has their wait list going up for if you're going to be in town for Mayweather-Pacquiao. So if you're going to Privé, you better get your weight You better get your name on the list because they're already taking reservations in the event that Mayweather-Pacquiao is announced.
0: Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, who who promotes Possible? I don't even know who promotes him because he's he's going no, to be know. on this undercard. He's on the garcia to be. undercar against TBA, but. I honestly have no idea who promotes him because I've seen him on HBO. So that tells me he's not promoted by uh, by um, anybody affiliated with Al Hammond. Yeah. And I, I know, I know Ahmed Bahoya doesn't have him, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious.
1: Let's look. Let's take it to our friends at Google. Who is Victor Postel's promoter, Ahmed O'Neill? It's his promoter. I'm unfamiliar with him. Probably uh, someone yeah, from where he is from. Yeah, that that is that's, his like, promoter.
0: yeah that's like an overseas promoter. It's, he's not doing anything in the United States.
1: Oh, there we go. We'll wait and see. Danny Garcia, Vermont Peterson. Danny over there still living good. Good for him. God bless him. All right, so that's that. Let us talk about, uh, oh, Heyman's gentrification plan. He is still picking up fighters and turning them into the Heyman Empire. The latest pickup by Al Heyman, speaking of Rod Salka, is now Monty Meza Clay. Wait, you going to
0: pick up the guy that lost to Rod Salka? <laughs> yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, right Hamers, before
0: we got no on the Hamers, air, I Hamers saw him. no shame. No shame
1: you gotta Hamers have None. Monty Meza Clay.
0: You know I, I mean? mean you people know, have... first of all, he, him, him making that Rod Salka fight made Salka like the biggest joke on, on Twitter, okay? And now you're, you're, you're you, you signed somebody that, that, you know, got schooled by Rod Salka. So that's, that's a curious choice. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, you know, what's he fighting? At 135, he's
0: got a, he needs a um, guy. One, yeah, 135.
1: So, he needs uh, – who does Heyman have that fights at 135? Who are his 135 guys? Uh, wait, hold on. I got to look. I mean, he has so I many. Think it
0: has, I think he just has, like, prospects at 135. I don't know of anybody that's, you know, already at the top level. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's, there's Miguel Vasquez. I forgot. But, you know, because he, he just got, you know, robbed of this title against Mickey Bay. So, yeah, that that's mm-hmm. his guy. I guess Miguel Vasquez okay. does need a need a comeback.
1: He needs somebody, so he's got him. And who's to say that he won't pick up some more? I forgot who he picked up in that last big onslaught of um, fighters that he picked up. But I'm sure he he has another. He has. I'm I'm certain he has more than that. I can't see him just having one 130, 135 guy. He, let's see. Let's see. It was reported by Boxing Scene. As far as for when he will fight again, the Clay, March 26th, They want oh, me Omar on. Figueroa. But the particulars weren't set. Oh, there you go. Well, no, Omar Figueroa said in well, his it, last fight. He's is gonna he move at
0: 140? Up. He's yeah. going to fight his next fight at Yeah, He kept changing his mind though, like whether he was going to. But they they already stripped him, so I guess he has no point in making 135 now since he doesn't have a belt.
1: Uh, so, Meza Clay goes on to say, So, we're waiting on the next call. I believe they wanted me on with Ramses Bartholomew at 1.30. He wasn't going to put his title up or something, it didn't work out for that date. Um, our friend of the neighborhood, Ismael Abdul Salam, says, Garcia versus Meza Clay. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's, that's just wrong, man. See, that's.
1: You know. <laughs> See, That's why we don't let Ismael get on the show every week because of <laughs> tweaks like that. But hey, if you could have Rod
0: Salca. <laughs> <get it. laughs> but I ain't going to have to kind of long to Rod Salca. No, no. They, no. Heyman, Heyman's putting his best stuff on NBC because he's trying to make an impression. See, that's all about him. See, these other networks, you know, other people get the glory. But on NBC, because nobody, you know, is, is making boxing work for NBC, he would get the glory. So that's why it's important for him to, you know, secure his best fights for that network.
1: Well, maybe met the clay as part of the, what he's going to do on ESPN, kind of like the third tier. Let's see, <clears throat> 135. Well, yeah, you know,
0: he, he's going to have fights on BET, uh, you know, <laughs> fight TV.
1: Did you say BET?
0: Yeah, yeah, there, there's going to be fights on BET I'm serious.
1: Black entertainment television Yeah, is going to have black entertainment
0: television. television is going to have Al Heyman fights. It's genius. It's absolutely it. genius. I'm i, I, I I'm, lying. I'm not lying.
1: Stop it. I'm going to have to do that. I don't believe
0: you. Yo, they, they, they need to put that shit on right after 106 and Park. <laughs>
1: 106 and Park got canceled. Um, oh,
0: shit. See, that, that, that tells you how, how long it's been since I watched BDZ. <laughs>
1: well, hell, he might as well. Just, man, he just might as well buy some space on Worldstar. Sign some of them people, too. Sharkeesha and all those. Sign some of those chicks. You know, if you're going to take over the whole thing, you know, get it all. You know, get into bare-knuckle boxing, you know, not big-knockout boxing. I to be confused with that, but he might get into that, too. Bare-knuckle boxing, hell, dog fighting, Um, you know, female mud and oil wrestling. Hell, why not? Global, global domination, that is the key. Ooh, wait, the Illuminati at work. Is, is, is Al in the Illuminati? you think he's part of the Illuminati? Uh, it's
0: it's a rumor. You know, uh, I try not to listen to him. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think J and B approved his membership. He might be starting his own division. So we'll see. But, yeah, he signed uh, Monty Meza Clay. For you, Monty Meza Clay fans, he is now managed by... Al Heyman. LBL is going to about know, Monty, the show, you know, a, a
0: fun fighter to watch. You know, he comes to the fight. You're not going to be bored watching Monty.
1: Well, there you go. There you go. And they did say that these other dates, these options, these spike deal, these spike dates, and I'm assuming this ESPN, these ESPN dates will be, like, the, the, the development league. Man, in two years or so, we might be seeing Monty Mezuclay, uh 135 contender, son. yeah okay well well maybe not but it sounded good it sounded good so let's move on from that we are now where are we at in the broadcast we have wow an hour and six minutes left usually by this point we have like 30 minutes left but the news is so sparse in boxing right now i apologize people i don't make the news i just support it so you know very very light
0: yeah, the lack of guests also gives us more time to talk about stuff.
1: Yeah, that is true. That is true. We were aiming to have, um, who are we trying to have on this week, but we couldn't um, get it worked out uh, with their let's schedule.
0: See. Let's see, Francisco Vargas and somebody on the other card. Let me look it up. Yes. Yeah, so,
1: sorry, guys. We tried to work it out with them. They reached out to us, but they are very, very busy. I know they had the conference call today.
0: Thank you, trying to get him and Francisco on. So we'll see if we can do Frankie, that next week.
1: Frankie, Frankie Gomez. We haven't had Frankie yeah. Gomez on before. I believe so. But at any rate, you know, next week we'll probably have some more guests. Let's see. No, Frankie what Gomez shall is still we?
0: undefeated, so no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, oh, see, don't say that. Say. JoJo Diaz is still undefeated, and he was on the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, he hasn't party by though. Frankie Gomez at least far very embarrassed.
1: Yeah, true, true. Don't say that. Don't say my show is jinxed, and I won't have anybody coming on the show. Let's talk about, um, let's see. Uh, We pretty much have ran through. The only thing we haven't talked about, and there's not really much to talk about that, Randy Caballero, who was set to defend uh, the IBF. Bantamweight title, I think it's IBS. Bantamweight title will no longer be defending the title due to injury. I don't know what the injury is yet. I saw the press release before. He jumped on the air. But if you were going to go out to Fantasy Springs in Indio to see Randy Caballero, El Matador, he is not fighting. He'll probably be there, but he's not fighting. So I'm so sorry. If you were looking forward to that fight, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen.
0: Oh, he had an MRI so, done. He's going to need surgery. So he's going to be out ooh. for a while.
1: That's not so good. Not so good. Let's see. What else can we talk about?
0: Well, this is not well really also news that Kirby, that that, that um Paulo Taylor card over the weekend was a uh, Vic Darchenko, and oh. uh, he does okay. not have it. anymore. he won the fight. He won the fight. You know, won by knockout. He got knocked down and he was struggling. He was struggling, and there was a journeyman. So you know, Vic, you know, you got to get the to retire on a win. Please, please leave the sport because it's it's embarrassing. It's it's yeah. and it's you know, it's a shame. It just it, you don't like to see fighters that that um he might not make the hall of fame but he's he's, he's borderline. You know, fighters of that mm-hmm. caliber you know, just you know going out on with a, a weak note, you know, because I I, 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 I could see a guy that, that won't amount to anything, you know, being able to be Vic if he sticks around for another year. Mm. Yeah. coaching, channel in.
1: So, so, so sad. So sad. So you ready for him to wrap it up for good?
0: I hope he does. He's the kind of a guy I think just loves fighting.
1: (laughs) There is that. Let me just take a glance around and see if there's anything else. You know, there's always things to talk about, but whether you guys want to hear them, you know, hey. Oh, here's something I would like to know. It's not really newsworthy. So, you know, back to Jermaine Taylor. Jermaine Taylor, he is having his own issues, been stripped of the title, as he should be. One of the big things with the whole Hayman Bossy announcement is part of their proceeds will be going to the fighter brain health study. Do you think that Jermaine Taylor will be their first case study of what happens to fighters who have taken too many licks to the to the head?
0: Um, and why isn't
1: anyone com And why isn't anyone commenting on this? You know, everyone keeps making all these statements about his mental capacity. Well, this program is donating to that cause. Throw him in that. You know, yeah, let's let's really they, find they out. They probably
0: should. That's well, tragic, you know. I think Jermaine owes people money. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> gotta, I think owes people money, and they they're still trying to cash out on him. Because they, they showed out some serious coin for that Sam Solomon fight, okay, and it it was there was no money in it, you know it was on you know uh, you know ESPN, um, not that many people watched it on TV, not not that many people went to the arena, and yet it was millions of dollars were paid to have make this fight happen, so uh, people will want their money back somehow. Yeah, <laughs> so what they, did they're Jermaine for a big Taylor?
1: Jermaine Taylor made a million on that fight, correct?
0: Yeah, I think he made a million. I think Sam made around that too.
1: That's a lot of money for ESPN. What did Chris Ariola and Bermain Saverne make
0: oh, for oh, the Not the even ESPN like half fight? a million. Not even half a million. Well,
1: where is the justice in that?
0: There is no justice. Where is
1: the justice in that? Jermaine Taylor gets a million. Sam Solomon gets nearly that much. Sever and Ariola have a fight. They don't even make that. Come on, man. Give me a break. Give a break. It must have all went to the venue because that fight was out here at USC, and that's a pretty nice venue. So I don't know. Maybe they spent the the funds on that. I don't know. And I just think that uh, the Vern Ariola's fight was more significant than Sam Solomon versus Jermaine Taylor. Are you kidding? But that's business. That's business. Let's see. What else can we talk about? They're so It's so light. It's so light right now. What would you like to talk about?
0: Um,
1: tell I hey before we tell right. us about your new. Tell us about before we nope. get the upcoming. Tell us about your uh, your new gig. Of where people can find you online.
0: Oh, oh yeah, I uh, I started a, a column with a boxing insider this week. Um, see, I know one of the um, the editors there, um, uh, William Holmes. He's a friend of mine. I see him at fights all the time. And uh, ever since he, he knew I uh, quit my job at uh, Bad Left Hook, he's, you know, been trying to get me the right. And you know, I always tell him no. And I think he, you know, just got a, prom- he got a promotion or whatever, and he's, like, you know, really pushing to get get somebody on. So he's, he's, he's really pushing hard for me. And I say, you know what, I'm, I'm retired from writing. I don't write anymore. Like, I... I do my ratings every month, uh, and, I, and I do you know recaps on on shows that I go to. Um, so we use, we we go to like the same show, so that you know they they wouldn't use me for that anyways. But um, uh, I say you know I, I don't write about the ratings that I do most of the time because you know it's just it's a lot of work and you know I'm not getting paid for it. So that's that's about the only thing I can write about. And he he took it. He said, yeah, great, great, do it. So I got a column that's four times a month, um, and I cover all the women's boxing and the 17 male weight classes.
1: That's great. You're such a talented writer. I'm happy to see that you're being made and that you did it voluntarily, uh, even though even if it was under duress. I'm glad you did it. So good, good for you. Put those brain cells to work. Stop having space cut your head up. And you know, put those put those boxing writing reflexes to good use. So make sure you check them out on tell me the site again, because I was gonna say one boxing site and I wanna make boxing sure insider dot com. So make sure you check them out. Let's see, Ismail Abdul Salam would like to know if there's been any discussion on Cotto Bradley, Kodo Rios. We did talk about Kodo Bradley being the plan B in the event that Mayweather-Pacquiao happens in May. However, we did not talk about Cotto-Rios. Cotto-Rios. Ryan, you want nah, to see no Cotto-Rios? Nobody
0: wants to see that. You now, people want to see Rios against the Pravdivnikov, um, the Tise winner, and they want to see him. And they were Bradley they, they him against Bradley too, Because, you know Bradley, you know he he he, he goes to war. You know Cotto is not not going to fight a, a stupid fight. He's not he's not young anymore. The old Kodo fight, very calculated. I mean, he can still punch, but it's just it's not—it's not going to be a war. So you know, you want Brandon I Rios in the in war type of fights. You don't want him, you know, trying to chase a guy around the ring. You just don't want to see that.
1: I just want to see Rios on twenty four seven. I love Brandon <laughs> Rios on film. He is—he doesn't have to fight anybody, and I would tune in just to watch him on twenty four seven. Give Batman a show. Like give him, speaking,
0: like, 20, yeah, speaking of speaking of twenty four uh, seven, and all access, you know, if if you know this mayweather attack on fight does you know finally get finalized, there will be none. Like they're not doing any of that for this fight because they figure everybody already knows these guys. There's just there's you know no reason to you know spread the word so to speak.
1: You mean you don't want to see any more video footage that Bad Medina shot? <laughs> What are we to do with ourselves in leading up to the fight?
0: I don't know. I, I was, you know, they might be right, though. I Maybe they they could probably save a lot of money, too. Like, I don't think maybe that, that really needs promotion. You know, it's... No, it doesn't. It's, 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 the promotion is six years of waiting. <laughs> that, that's the promotion for the fight. We waited six years, okay? Like, it's, 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 as soon as somebody told us it was finally happening, you know, we that's all we needed to hear. Like, we We don't need you to sell us on the fight it's, it's there's no point so save save you know tens of millions of dollars on promoting the fight and just you know give give it to the fighters or you know whatever you know you use it you use it on your expenses, but yeah, I don't think they need to spend a lot of money promoting this.
1: Let's start a little contest. I've got a contest. What do you think, listeners, if you're listening to the show tonight, what do you think this fight will be billed at? When he fought Canelo, it was the one. When he fought Mayweather, when Mayweather fought Maidana, it was the moment. Where would it be when the moment happens? What do you think the fight against Mayweather versus Pacquiao will be called? Will it be called the fight of the century? What do you think this fight will be called? The person who gets the answer correct and emails their answer to thebadculture at gmail.com and don't get ignorant sending me crazy, crazy shit. Whoever properly picks the correct name of the billing for Mayweather versus Pacquiao, should the fight happen, will win an autograph glove from uh, BadCulture.net. No, it's not the Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. I finally gave that one away. But I will have an autograph glove for the person who correctly predicts the name of the super fight between Mayweather versus Pacquiao should the fight happen on May 2nd or any other day. If that fight happens, whoever answers first will get an autographed gloves from a fighter from your friends here at badculture.net. So tell a friend. I'll post something about it on the site as a part of um, the hype. Hey, might as well jump into the hype machine. And no, that's not a shade at fight hype before you guys start getting crazy. So whoever you know, we're gonna jump into the sensation and the hype of Mayweather versus Pacquiao, and we're gonna run a little contest. Whoever can properly predict the outcome. Nobody wins anything
0: if they just call it pound for pound. That's
1: exactly too too
0: obvious, too obvious, too easy to guess.
1: Right. It can't be pound for pound, and it can't be the fight of the century. Those are the only two submissions that you cannot offer. And if it happens to be that, then hey. There's no winner
0: then. No, so, I want to win if they call it the fight of Millennium because even though that's happened before, it's that mm-hmm. was Trinidad against De Jolla, and it was a terrible fight, a terrible fight. So it would what's be terrible? ironic if if they, you know, tried to reuse the name because I think that would jinx the hell out of the fight. <laughs> not good you know
1: watch. what's funny? What's even funnier about that? We know Oscar likes to get on Twitter like the troll. Can you imagine the trolling that Oscar would do on social media if they called that, like his fight was called that?
0: <laughs> yes, Oscar's yes, a pretty funny
1: guy. He's a pretty funny guy. I'm sure if you're listening to this show, you probably follow Oscar De La Hoya. But if you don't, you got to follow him on Twitter. Follow him. Steven Espinosa doesn't tweet as much as he used to, but Oscar is a straight-up troll on Twitter, on nights when it's a card that he's not involved in. So, you know, follow him. Plug for Oscar De La Hoya. I don't know why I'm plugging Oscar De La Hoya, but, yeah. Oh, Speaking of Oscar De La Hoya, tomorrow I'm going to be checking out a press conference where he will be unveiling and announcing – what am I going to see tomorrow? Tomorrow, he, along with Jojo Diaz, they will be – hosting a special press conference to unveil the design the design name and fight card of the new Los Angeles Boxing Series. Oh, that's going to be good. I wonder how many of those fights I'm actually going to get to go to. But uh, looking forward to that. I'm, I'll am i recap it on the show and then we'll talk about but it.
0: Those little fight night clubs, things yeah. I remember. those. The club Nokia. Yeah, they yeah, used to and I love see them online on the magazine website.
1: I love that. And plus it's close, too. Shoot, some of my L.A.-based media pick me up on the way there, and then I don't have to pay for parking, because yeah, you pay for parking is, everywhere. If, LA.
0: If, if he returns to, to doing those shows, then then what happens to his, his Golden Boy live shows?
1: He still I mean, does those. These, these are just yeah, lower-level like, prospects. Does he really
0: have all that talent?
1: It does not matter. This is operating cash flow. I mean,
0: it doesn't you know, we're matter talking. These
1: are, these are these are like, you know, think of it like attorney. You know, these are like probably like C and D and E list fighters. You know, you give them a platform to fight on. This is Los Angeles. Right, Making okay. him fight, just like to see fights. It puts asses in seats. It gives him cash flow so that when he makes his next big, his next big push to lure somebody away from the Hayman machine, he got some cash. They, probably, they need cash. They got an empty stable over there. They got to raise some money. Let's look at this for what it yeah. is. He needs some cash. And what better so way to be like in like the book fights
0: in L.A.? I guess you got, like, level one and two on, on HBO, level level um, two and three on uh, Fox Sports 1, uh, level three and four mm-hmm. on... Um, Which channel is this going to be
1: on? I, they didn't say. Likely, probably on Fox, to be honest. Maybe not oh, all of the fights okay. will be the broadcast, but if a few of them make the broadcast, it's likely going to be on Fox Sports 1. But I don't believe this is oh, it'll probably be on when is this is it gonna be on this? I don't think they the can put it
0: on Fox Sports TV One. Thing? It's that's a nationally, you know, televised network and they're gonna be putting it on scrubs, like it, even the main event is only gonna be like six rounds. So Right. I just don't think they could this, they could put it on Fox Sports One.
1: It's probably not even gonna be broadcast or it'll be on this De La T V. Maybe it'll be on something web based. Uh, yeah,
0: oh yeah, there is De La Hoya T V. I forgot about that. But that, that's that's mm-hmm. not even going to be like you know necessarily boxing. That's like you know the whole Hispanic cultural experience.
1: Yeah, what well, bigger part of Hispanic cultural experience there is in boxing, especially in Los Angeles.
0: <laughs> and then
1: also, it's possible you know maybe he might do some work with uh, Nouveau, the Nouveau channel that did that. Um, oh, the knockouts
0: reality TV series.
1: Yeah, you know there's always a possibility to partner with them. So. You know, Oscar's pretty savvy guy. I'm sure he'll figure it out. I'll find out more about it tomorrow. We'll, I'll recap it on the site, and we'll talk more about it next week. So, but more than likely, most of these fights probably won't even be broadcast. So good for them to get, you know, gets these guys some some ring experience, you know, showcase kind of fights and things like that to develop them into bigger things. I think they're learning the lessons of 2014 that they were two all promoters, not just. Golden Boy or whatever, we're just too quick to put these guys on TV and they stunk up the ring. And there needs to be some type of you know level to this. And so yeah, this yeah, is that way to know, cultivate they start it. Start
0: doing you know internet broadcasts like Top Rank owns, literally owns you know like HD footage of like all their fights because they have their own mm-hmm. Top Rank that TV thing, and we all get to see mm-hmm. it live for free. And uh, you know they they can use the replays whenever they want.
1: Well, Top Rank has some nice money because they sure don't spend it on undercards. Yeah, no, yeah.
0: Top Rank is the premier promoter in boxing. They, they are the mm-hmm. gold standard. I mean, it does seem like, you know, they are Klein, but nobody has, you know, got – we thought it was going to be Golden Boy that was finally going to, you know, pass them, but then they got, you know, they split up. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, Schaefer, Mayweather, Heyman, they just all – they they ripped that company apart. So, uh, and now Oscars, you know, he's going in different directions. You know, his, his Delaware TV is is, is uh, far away from Boston for the most part. So.
1: Okay. Speaking of top rank, let's talk about this. Here's something. So, you know, circling back to this Mayweather-Pacquiao tunnel that we are trapped in, this purgatory, this Dante's Inferno that we are trapped in with Mayweather versus Pacquiao, let's talk about Bob Arum. And apparently he's pissing off the Pacquiao people because he's just saying things reportedly that are blatantly false. Why do you think yeah, he's saying yeah. things that are blatantly false?
0: Bob is look. I, I don't really think Bob is in the um, the discussions for these negotiations. But you know he's you know he's the old man that you know you know started this all. So he he likes to be you know he likes to be in the loop. So he. He probably hears, you know, the pieces, and, you know, he just uh, guesses, you know, the, the, the fill in the blanks, and he's guessing wrong. The guy, the man is guessing wrong.
1: Bob Arum has turned into the Queen Mother and Todd DeBolf, and all of them are like the Parliament now in England.
0: <laughs> like, Bob, Bob, he's, he's the old man in the room that, you, you, you know, you wave a smile at, and, you know, just oh. whatever he says, you, you just... You know, you just pretend Grandpa. like, yeah, yeah, whatever you say, Grandpa. Then you, you go about your business. <laughs> wow,
1: wow.
0: He's old. The man is old. Yes, I mean, he very is. Old. He's, He's pushing he, age he Understand? Most most people, Bob Aaron's age that you know in regular life are not working anymore. <laughs> These people yeah. are not doing anything. They're 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 in the nursing home. You know, just you know. Relaxing for the rest of their days, or whatever, or, or they're outside on the porch. Uh, <laughs> they're not you know what? doing things. They're, they're not trying to, you know, uh, set up or, or discuss and negotiate the, the biggest fight in the world, possibly right. all time.
1: Yeah. My mom is about is a little bit older than Bob Arum, and you know what my mom's day is like. She gets up in the morning at ass crack dawn and goes, "Oh my God, I woke up late." And every day I go, "Woke up late for what?" <laughs> What are you late for? And she makes her coffee like she's going to work, and then she clocks in and she watches tennis. And that's what she does. She harasses the dog, and she takes her little two-mile walk, and she keeps it popping. She, I need to introduce her to Bob Aram. I, I need a stepdaddy. <laughs> you know what? If anybody, next time I see Bob Arum, I'm going to hook him up with my mom. My mom is real cute. She's real cry.
0: Oh, this be
1: a good this could be a good look for all of us.
0: <laughs>
1: Somebody give oh, me Bob Eric's number. i send on him the on the date. <laughs> Man, he'll be like, "I could give you." Oh, he's cute. You know, my mom is real cute. You know, she's chocolate. She's cute. She's little and petite. She's a cute little lady, and she's spry. She don't understand what the hell I'm doing. She thinks I'm just kind of playing around. But you know, hey, she could learn to appreciate it. Bob is balling. I wanna need a granddaddy. So I don't know. We'll see. But you're right, Bob Arum is up there to be working. You know, he should kick back and just, you know show up for the press conferences and and things like that because he's driving everybody. Grandpa's driving everybody crazy.
0: Hey, well the moment that I'm looking forward to is not, you know, the, the actual Mayweather Titan fight. I wanna see after the fight. When, when when Bob Arum and Mayweather in the ring and they embrace each other. And uh, <laughs> watching at the post fight president, Bob, Bob, you know, it'll, it'll be like the old days. Bob will talk about Mayweather like he was his boy again. So I always knew he like, was the great. He really used to talk about Mayweather like that. Like when he had, when he was promoting. Them, he was like, you know, you know, these guys, Ray Leonard, you know, Marvin Hagler, you know, they, they, they were good fighters, but this kid Mayweather better than all of them. So that he's a shrewd businessman. <laughs> <it>, <laughs> His 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 target is gone, you know, like a complete three, one eighty or three sixty, whatever. But I mean, he he really had a high pain. of, I and mean, this was back when Mayweather, you know, still he had a Hall of Fame career. He didn't have like an all time great career. So like you know mm-hmm. now, you know, after Bob finally, you know, you know gets this uh, uh, eight figures worth of money out of, out of Mayweather for this fight, um, I'm sure he'll he'll be back to good terms with him.
1: No, I love that kid. I always loved him. We just had a miscommunication. Okay, okay, do you remember when um, they did the Iron Mike card on Friday Night Fight, and it was like, ooh, is Teddy going to pull his piece out? And then the whole broadcast became about Teddy Atlas and Mike Tyson just went over and embraced, embraced each other. They just went over and hugged. Look, they hugged. <laughs> Look, they talking. What would you say to them? They hugged. You know, they haven't had a great relationship. They hugged. Oh, man, Twitter would break. Yeah, I remember and that. And Bob Merrill and uh, – Floyd Mayweather hug each other. I don't know. Floyd might give him the, you don't know shit about boxing. <laughs> he might give him a Larry Merchant treatment. I don't know.
0: Well, he didn't make up with Larry, though. So I think he'll finally make up with Bob on this fight. Because I, I couldn't see why Bob would be in a position to, to irritate him. You know, unless, unless like, you know, Pacquiao uh, got robbed and uh, then Bob might say something. And uh, that might get on with That's just I just don't see the fight going that way. Honestly, it's, I know people have, have, have since people since have been craving for this fight, but it's not going to be the fight that you're expecting. I'm sorry, it really isn't going no, to be that not. fight. It is going I to be a so test match to the fullest. This is a yeah. very it's a super technical boxing match. If you're expecting fireworks, please, and it's not it's not going to be the fault either. It really isn't. You're
1: not getting you, Daddy Ward.
0: If you recklessly attack Mayweather, like he will stand there and uh, you know go to war with you. That's not the case with Manny Pacquiao. That Manny Pacquiao is a very, very calculated, um, aggressive fighter. He, he's he he's not much of a risk taker anymore. He really isn't. Like he had he had uh, Al Jerry, honestly, like you know on Queen Street and, and ready to go like multiple times in that fight, and and you know did. Didn't have that killer instinct that he used to have back in the days when he was a featherweight and super featherweight. He just he can't he can't pull the trigger like that anymore. It's it's all it's all about you know uh, precise you know calculations. Make sure you don't you know ever since Marcus you know r- ran him into that knockout punch that that changed his life. That that one punch knockout in and wood. that's he will never be the same again. So mm-hmm. you know, Pacquiao is not not bringing Mayweather into some some kind of epic showdown. No, I'm sorry. It's not happening. It's it's going to be a nice nice chess match. I mean, uh, I'm going to like it, but people will boo. People will boo. It's guaranteed. Yeah,
1: I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I foresee a lot of booing. There's not going to be a whole lot of, you know, punches and bunches in a fight like that. But, you know, give the people what they want. And then they can complain afterwards like we know boxing fans to do. <laughs> boxing fans are never
0: satisfied. Yeah, Pacquiao is not a, you know, I'm going to take this punch to land a punch. If Pacquiao gets hit, he stops. You know, he, you know, you know steps out, you know, you know, moves around, figures something out, then it comes back. He's not the type of guy that will get hit and, you know, still come. If he gets hit, you know, he'll mm-hmm. back off for that moment. Like the, the type of fight, you know, the, the fights that you want to see Mayweather they're in are types of guys like a, a James Kirkland. doesn't does not give a shit what you hit him with. He's just going, boo, 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 you know, do a whole bunch of dumb shit. And, but it's effective. Wait, I'm it's sorry. It's effective if, I'm sorry. if it, the opponent can't punch, and Mayweather can't punch. So Mayweather Kirkland is actually kind of a fun fight.
1: I'm sorry, one more time. He he does what?
0: <laughs> I'll, I'm not doing this round of again.
1: Oh, well, man, Well, come on, man. you got to give him some sound effects again, because that's,
0: that's what makes the story great. Dave, that's why I have to have to say it. Dave Turkle is, is he's not audible anymore. If you listen to this guy talk, you don't know what he's saying. It's, <laughs> um, it's, not, it's, it's honestly not funny. The guy is is punchy. It's sad. Because yeah. Yeah. he's a young man. If he's not an old man, he's a young man. And, you know, you really can't understand what he's saying anymore.
1: How about, let's see. James Kirkland fights at 154. Brandon Rios. Brandon Rios fought Alvarado just now. They fought at 140 again. And Rios says he's willing to move up to 160 to fight Cotto. What about Rios versus Kirkland?
0: Oh, no, no. No.
1: (laughs) But, you know, they they will go to war.
0: They both fight on HBO. I think it's a fun fight, but... Uh, I think Kirkland is just too big. But, I mean, Rios' chin is so good, though. As
1: we just yeah. saw a few weeks ago, Kirkland is damn too big. Kirkland could fight Chad Dawson right now <laughs> if he wanted to.
0: Yeah. I, if, if Rios somehow doesn't get knocked out and can take him into the late rounds, maybe. You know, maybe it becomes interesting, but for for up until you know Kirkland starts to fade, and he might not necessarily fade if he's training with Ann Wolf. With with another trainer, yeah, um, he'll fade. But if he's training with Ann Wolf he might not fade. But um, well, yeah, uh, well, as Kirkland, long as he's not fading, he'll he'll be dominating the fight. He's just too many physical advantages.
1: Kirkland is training with the story Gerald Tucker. So we will see what August this Kirkland, you know, and no disrespect to Gerald Tucker. I don't mean it that way. I'm just unfamiliar with you, sir. No disrespect at all. I'm just unfamiliar with your your resume Look, and I'm in no position to judge you. I'm just unfamiliar with your name. So and we, yeah,
0: we're all totally we're familiar James with that is best with and and how with. He, he operates yeah. when he's not with Van Wolf. Okay, it's just
1: Exactly. He's
0: a different fighter. Completely um. different fighter. And you know what? Now I think when you, Kirkland, you know, actually takes his ass with by Canelo, and you know, is even punchier. I think a guy like uh, Victor Ortiz might be more speed.
1: What's Victor Ortiz doing these days? You know, he's still saying he's going to be one of the pound for pound I'm, 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 I'm hearing, he I'm hearing the
0: possibility of uh, Amir Khan versus Victor Ortiz on this Mayweather out undercard, and I, by I'll lose. take it. I will take it. I don't think Victor has a chance in hell. And um, but at one time I was very interested in that fight. Like before Victor got his jaw broken, quit fifty six million times. Um, that was the fight for me. Cause it well, was, hey,
1: if they if they can do the Paulie Jab fight for the Bell of Brooklyn, they can do the Victor Ortiz Brandon Rios Battle of Kansas.
0: Title bite, title bite. <laughs> but, yeah, Brandon really just beat Victor Ortiz up. Because yeah, yeah, at least with Khan, you know, there's there's always a possibility that Victor can clip Khan. You know, mm-hmm. we know Khan can clip Victor, but Victor can also clip Khan. Victor clips uh, Brandon, Brandon's just going to laugh at him. And it's like, <laughs> so what? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: True, true. I don't know. So, yeah, we're all... We're all just in arms. If you're listening to the show tonight, call us because we're all over the place. 718-508-9852. we got to fill this time somehow. These bills are not going to pay themselves. We have to bring the boxing to the people and the people to the boxing. So if you want to call in and, and give us some stuff you want to talk about and discuss, hey, we're open to it. We'll, we'll see what's going on. Um, yes. Are there even any fights this weekend? I mean, there's always fights somewhere in the world, but let me get my list up and see what's happening for the weekend. We might as well head into uh, the weekend. Looking forward to the weekend. We've got Boxino, of course, as we mentioned. We've got the Boxino Junior Middleweight Tournament Quarterfinals, all six round bouts. Cleotis Pendarvis versus Ricardo Pinnell, Stanislav Gorahad versus Michael Moore. Brandon Allen versus Alex Perez, Vito Gasparian versus Simeon Hardy, and Jimmy Williams versus TBA. How do you have a TBA an attorney? But, okay, so that's what's happening on Friday, Who? February 13th. Jim,
0: wait, would you oh. say Jimmy Williams? Who is um, the, the TBA fight?
1: Jimmy Williams
0: versus yeah, TBA. I don't, I don't we, see him on the schedule. I see four boxing fights. Oh, Oh, CBS,
1: and any of them. He's probably... Oh, okay. Well, maybe they took him off. And then on Valentine's Day, woo-woo, what's more romantic than fights from New York on CBS? We've got Derek Rossi versus Akar Marwa Lima. And then we've got Mike Lee versus Gary Tupu Soa. These are all short fights. Ten rounds for the main event, six rounds for the co-main event. Devon Lee versus TBA. Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's going to be happening on CBS Sports Network. Also on Valentine's Day, David Sanchez versus Juan Alberto Rosas for 12 rounds of CBS w- Sports. Exactly, for WBA Interim Junior Bantamweight title. We could talk about the WBA after this. The WBA met <laughs> with WBC recently to talk about, you know, that's one of our biggest campaigns and jokes here at BadCulture.net. Hashtag de-recognize the W B A. So we're talking about the WBA in a second. And then um off broadcast fights, Brian Rose versus Carson Jones, uh, prize fighter. Prize Fighter. Is that the thing that um Kid Edwin Rodriguez won that time? Prize Fighter?
0: No, no. No, that was um, a special Monte Carlo Super Eight tournament, I think. Um oh, okay, yeah. Or Super Four. Whatever, it, it those are longer fights. So prize fighters are three, three-minute rounds, and you, you have to fight three times in order to win the championship.
1: Oh, Okay, well, that's going on. If you're across the pond, you've got more fight alternatives this weekend because there's two cards going on and, um, this weekend. So that's about it. That's about the upcoming fights. Let's talk about our friends at WBA. I saw a story earlier. Where the WBA was. Oh wait, wait, with
0: wait! W- Did you mention the, the CBS Sports Network? They're finally having yes, a show yes. for the first time.
1: Yes, that is the the card, the first card that I mentioned. The um, let me go back to it.
0: That's yeah, Derek the Rossi Derek on. Rossi. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. So that'll be CBS what, Sports, what, and that'll be another network that Al Heyman probably gets on.
1: These are probably his guys. Any of these guys belong <laughs> to him, Derek Rossi?
0: I don't think that Rossi is
1: Shoot, we never know. By the time we wake up tomorrow morning, he might be. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't take a meeting with Al Heyman. I imagine if you're a fighter and you're not already an elite fighter, what mulling over process is there? He gives you a call. Hey, um, baby, Al Heyman is on the phone. Yeah, that's it. You know, grandmama answered the phone. It's Al Heyman. You signing. Period.
0: Yeah, I know so, several guys him or signed out him and I've never met him
1: I mean he's like you know like a Charlie's <laughs> Angels he's just like the voice in the little box <laughs> so you know you just wait for you just wait by the for the call and see if he I wonder if, you. Uh,
0: you know, if somebody actually gave this guy an award, would he show up to the awards ceremony to accept it? Mm-hmm.
1: Accepting the award on behalf of Al Heyman is <laughs> Leonard ellerby No, it's the Watson twins. <laughs> the Watson twins come mm-hmm. in and accept the award on his behalf and Sam, their dad, Sam Watson. The Watson brothers, I'm sorry, they're not twins. they they going to show up and accept the award. Um, we are here. Al Heyman couldn't join us tonight. He is on assignment in his office but he wanted to express his thanks for this award and keep fighting. Maybe we'll sign you. Good night. You know, that's exactly <laughs> So, I don't know. I doubt it. He didn't go to a press conference for his own damn promotional thing. So he for damn sure wouldn't accept an award. It's that's your big award. thing. That <laughs> it's your big thing and you didn't show up. Which makes me wonder something else, too. What if there's really, you know, let's play conspiracy theory. What if there really is, like, like what if Al Heyman is like the Wizard of Oz and he's just behind the curtain? And Al Heyman is really a collective of people or just someone else entirely, and he's just a mythical figure that's been placed in front of us for us to fixate on. You know, what if he's like... Weekend at Bernie's, like he's the dead guy that they're dragging all over the beach, and there really is no Al Heyman machine. It's really someone else.
0: Well, we have we have a picture of him, at least one. So unless that guy was, you know, not actually Al Heyman.
1: <laughs> no, that, I'm, no, I'm sure that guy is Al Heyman. But what if Al Heyman is just a front? You know, like like when people don't have credit by their by their stuff in somebody else's name.
0: Oh, what well,
1: if Al what is just, what if he's just the credit, but he's not really doing these things, making these uh-huh. decisions, like controlling the machine like we think he is?
0: Well, you know, I think it is him because, you know, see, he had a brother that used to be a fighter, you know, they they kind of got like, you know, screwed over by the business. And I think that's that's what got him into being the, the man that he is today.
1: What if Oprah is really Al Heyman? <laughs>
0: <laughs> then, I'm then just people can people can forget about you know shutting them down on some you know uh, legal shit because if Oprah's Al Heyman then you know it's whatever she wants to do is gonna happen. That's <laughs> the right there.
1: If it was a Scooby-Doo mystery, at the conclusion of the fight, Al Heyman would like unzip his skin, and it'd be like Christy Brinkley <laughs> underneath is really Al Heyman or something crazy like that. Okay, well, maybe not Christy Brinkley, but you know what I mean. It's really like Billy Dee Williams or something like that is really who Al Heyman is. That would be pretty great. That would be awesome.
0: But anyway, so. I'm I'm wondering if, uh, you know, I think the the slam dunk contest, you know, three-point contest and stuff, that's all on Saturday. You think that's why they're not putting on any cards? Possibly. Perhaps. Perhaps, I mean, cause I don't, perhaps, really, I don't really think basketball is that, you know, <laughs> watched. I mean, I, there was a point where the dunk contest was, you know, popular, but, like, not anymore. So, yeah, it's, it's suffered the, in recent years. You
1: know. Yeah, we could, we, could, we could play conspiracy theory all night, but we cannot. We have 27 minutes left, and I don't think we have 27 minutes left of show. So what shall we conclude with?
0: Oh, um, Well, let me check Sunday and Monday first, because sometimes those people and those foreign countries put shit on. Oh, nothing. Yeah, so that's yeah. about it. I don't. I don't have anything.
1: I don't either. Well, for those of you tuning in, thanks for joining us for our our rambling tonight. It's always fun. I want to thank Ryan Bivens, of course. Make sure you check him out again on
0: BoxingInsider.com. And my side, boxing
1: sweet boxing, and his side, sweet boxing ratings. You know, you know, hit the donate button. Same thing with badculture.net. Hit the donate button. Support the GoFundMe. Support our our attempt to keep our voice in boxing and possibly move to the forefront. Now, we don't move to the forefront. We just need a little bit of help. So, and I need writers. If you're listening to the show and you are in New York, Texas, Las Vegas, Florida england i need writers i am looking for writers and i'm looking for writers that are willing to work for scale and by scale i mean nothing so if you are in any of those places please hit me up on the bad at gmail.com send me a sample of your work because i can't be in all places at all times and The more contributors we have, the more impact that we can make in boxing. So if you enjoy the site and you enjoy the show and you have a passion for boxing, like me, like Ryan, like Brandon Stubbs, like Daryl Cobb, like Ismail Abdul Salam, please, you know, hit me up. I need bodies. I need people. So that would be great. So once again, this is the Ruckets. We'll be back next Tuesday. I don't know who will be on the show next Tuesday, but I'm sure it will be somebody. And have a great night. We'll see you next week.